Okay, guys, take two on College Sports Cast Day Pick'em Show. It's muted. The mic's muted. Oh, Brad. Not all the kinks in this thing. I'm not real sure when that's going to Can you hear me now? Yep, I can hear you. Yeah. I'm back. Okay. One of these days, maybe I'll work out all the kinks in this thing. I'm not sure. Um, so... I had to get out my old computer because my new computer that I bought was running like crap. So now I'm on my old computer and it seems to be running at least a little bit better. We can have a conversation. So I've got Hammonds with me. I don't think we hadn't been able to get hold of Taylor um, to come back in, but I did leave him a message. So um, we will try to at least give you our college game day pick them show here. Um, like we normally do. John's in the dark. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> it's getting it's getting wild here. College sports. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wow. Seriously. All right. So we're going to start from the beginning, guys, and because uh, I just do it. I honestly. Um, couldn't hardly hear or, or do anything if you guys were with us uh, a little bit ago. So I'm going to start with this. So last week, Hammonds was six and five on his picks, and Taylor and myself were five and six. So that is where we're going to start for after week one. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to get that up on the screen there. So Hammond's got a, a one game lead on us. Yeah, and this, I do. And this thing is acting crazy. I did not click Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. I oh, wasn't we, even. We can go I ahead and do it if you want. If we can do it. Uh, I wasn't even around Cincinnati and 
Pittsburgh on the screen. <laughs> we can do it if you want to. I'm I'm ready for it. All right. So we started out. There's the stat: six and five, five and six, five and six. And uh, our first one we're doing tonight. We've been trying to do is Illinois at Kansas. Uh, Kansas is minus three. So Hammonds, what do you have on this game? Uh, I like Kansas in this game um, to cover. You know, last year Kansas was one of the feel-good stories of 2022. Their first bowl game since 2008. What's up, Clyde? Um, do what now? I just oh, said what's up, oh, okay, Clyde. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they returned 10 starters from last year's offense. Um, you know, they went – Wild over Missouri State. They beat them 48-17 last week. They had six touchdowns in the game. Um, quarterback Jason Bean, he was starting for the injured Jalen Daniels. Um, you know, I'll be honest with you. If Illinois struggles with Toledo offensively, I just wonder what Kansas is going to do. Because Kansas put up, put up over 500 yards of offense last week. And this is not – Toledo. Now, like I said in the earlier, um, before we got shut down, I said, you know, if this game was late in the year, I think Illinois wins this game. But with it being early, I think Kansas wins this game, and I think they cover it. All right. So, you're right. Last week, um, Jalen Daniels. That is his name, right? No, Jalen. Jalen Daniels, yeah. Yeah. Always get him and the guy at LSU mixed up, but it's the same, right? No, it's Jaden Daniels is LSU. Jaden Daniels. Jalen Daniels Daniels is the one at Kansas. All right. He is – he's back. He's supposed to be back as a starter this week, for what I heard what I've seen. So uh, I think he's going to be a difference maker in this game. Like he was on a hot streak last, last year before he got hurt. Um, And this is at home. I'm going to take Kansas and take the three points in this. Um, And I think that's what Taylor took too. And we'll try, I'll try to go along um, and and try to give some of his. Yeah. He he picked this, he picked the same, same one as me. Yeah. All right. Our second game of the week um, we are going to be covering is Nebraska at Colorado. And Colorado is a three-point favorite on DraftKings. So, you know, after their big week last week, Hammonds, what do you think on this one? You know, I think, you know, Nebraska played really well last week, They look especially defensively against Minnesota. But the Golden Gophers passing game is nothing compared to what they're going to face this week. Shadur Sanders, Travis Hunter, um, Edwards, you know, it's Coach Prime's first home game. It won't be as easy as it was, I think, like it was against TCU. I think Nebraska has a better defense. But I think, you know, it being prime, I think, you know, they'll, they'll take a commanding lead and they won't let up. Shadur Sanders is the truth. Travis Hunter is really good. Um, the Edwards kid's really good. Um, defensively, they're, they're, a, they're a work in progress. 
just even with one sample of one game, if Nebraska does what they did last week in the fourth quarter against a team like Colorado, they're going to lose. You know, they're just not going to win games like that. And it being Prime's first home game, I think the crowd's going to be revved up and it's going to be juiced up. So give me Colorado and the points. I think they cover. Yeah, I mean, coming off of last week um, and the hype that's surrounding Colorado now, ranked 22 this week um, after being unranked and and knocking off TCU on the road as a 21, 20 and a half point underdog. Um, Nebraska struggled and lost at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I just – I don't really see – like this three-point spread seems low to me. Um, I feel like Colorado's going to win this game pretty easily. I do too. I don't think that three points is even going to come close to the spread. So if you're looking for a lock, which we (laughs) will get to later on, this is a game that you might consider as a lock. You know, and to add to that, you know, the quarterback for Nebraska, Sims, he cannot make the mistakes he did against Colorado that he did against Minnesota. It's not going to work. And, yep. you know, this Colorado team's really good. They're, they're a really good offensively team, sound. Um, Travis Hunter plays both ways, and we talked about that last week. It's wild that a guy that plays both ways, we haven't seen that, what, since Charles Woodson. And, mm-hmm. you know, to be honest with you, man, it, it's impressive. It's impressive what Dion has done with this roster and the talent that he's bringing in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I agree with you. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm taking Colorado in this game. I think it's a pretty easy pick, yeah, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so our next game we're going to get to is Notre Dame. Uh, they're going to NC State, and Notre Dame is a Seven and a half point favorite at NC State. Um, so you know, this is a, a pretty big game in the Defan Boys um group that we're in. Got a couple of guys, the ones that's a Notre Dame guy and a got a NC State guy. So they've been kind of going at it this week about who's gonna win. But uh Hammonds, what do you think on this game? I got Notre Dame. I think they cover. Um, you know, last year Notre Dame had a really great defense, but their offense was very inconsistent. And they got a really good ground game this year. Um, they got Sam Hartman, one of the top transfers in the country from Wake Forest. So this is a Notre Dame team to keep an eye on. Um, they play Ohio State in a couple of weeks. If they can get by this game unscathed, that might be one of the biggest games of the year. But oh, I'm I agree taking, with you. I'm taking the points. Give me Notre Dame and seven and a half. I think even though Carter Finley um, Stadium is a tough place to play, I still think Notre Dame goes in there and gets it done on the road. So I was putting up Jerry Carter says Colorado, but it'll be a close game, but they'll cover. I get what he's saying, but at the same yeah. time, it is Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'll just leave it at that. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with that. I just wanted to put that up before I get oh, to the good, next man. game here. What's up, Les Dixon? The king of Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. So, Notre Dame um, going into Raleigh to play NC State. You know, they, they're really tough at home. They're like 18 of their last 20 games at home. Mm-hmm. I do expect NC State to play them a tough game. Yeah. Um, the seven and a half point spread kind of is a little nerve wracking to me on this game. I think that NC State actually has a chance to cover this, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, but there, I really, really like this Notre Dame team. Um, the the freshman wide receiver Greathouse has played amazing. Um, with Hartman so far this year, and their offense is just, click, you know, it's just clicking. Uh, and I, I really expect Notre Dame to go in and cover this. Um, so that's what I'm gonna. Well, we do pick. this, and then we come back the following week, and we wonder why we we picked what we did because that's just how it goes sometimes. Yeah, because this is one of the games that I'm 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 pondering on back and yeah, forth. This is this is the one, this one, and another one that I got. The spread, you know what I mean. The spread is a little bit like you know. So I do believe Notre Dame's going to win the game. So yeah, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and pick them and take the points. Um, our next one that we're going to get to is a big game in the, in the SEC. This is actually the, there's only two games this week versus ranked where both teams are ranked opponents. This is one of them. Um, You got Ole Miss that's going to Tulane. Ole Miss is actually a seven and a half point favorite at Tulane Ole Miss is ranked 22nd, and Tulane is ranked 24th in the AP poll, I think. I'll go as far as say that, you know, Ole Miss has some really good, explosive team offensively, offensively team. Jackson Dart is their quarterback. Um, He's a starter. They still got some solid backup options too, which if he goes down, they can just slide right in there. Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State. On the ground, they have one of the best. You all, you've said it since the early season. Quinshawn Junkins. I think he's going to. I think you're going to expect him to get a big load this week. Um, I just don't. I said it before. I just don't trust Ole Miss's defense for some odd reason. In which it's pro- this game is probably going to be a shootout, to be honest with you, because both offenses are pretty lethal. You know, Pratt, the quarterback for Tulane, is a really good quarterback as well. He came back. Um, Tulane's offense is very capable of winning this game because um, you've seen what they did last year. They they upset Caleb Williams and um, USC in the bowl game last year. So this team's capable of doing things that you know that we've not we've we've really not heard of. Um, so, but get this is the game I was telling you about. This is the one with Notre Dame that I was kind of on the fence about. I'm going to go upset pick. I'm going to go Tulane. Um, They went straight up. That's my upset pick of the week. 
All right. I do think it's a tough game. It's an odd game. It's for, a different game, yeah. For them to be playing to go on the road to, to Tulane, I, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's going to be a tough game for them. I do think this week, last week, they did not run Judkins uh, a whole lot. He only had 60-some yards. Um, but he only had like 12 carries or something like that last week. I expect them to, on the road, to go in, ball control, time control a little bit more with the running clock. Um, they will throw the ball. That's Lane Kiffin and Jackson Dart. And, I mean, they will throw the ball. Lane actually runs the ball too really well. He does. But, but you know, if he can um, – you know, if Judkins can get 20, 22, 23 carries this week, I, I'm going to pick Ole Miss in this game, and I'm actually going to take the seven and a half points. This is another one that's a little scary on that seven and a half point line. Yeah, this is where I kind of um, getting weary but, a little bit. I, but I am going to take it and 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 take Ole Miss in this game. I think so. I'm a running rib for at least one week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then, then we got uh, Texas A&M. This is a big game. Uh, Texas A&M goes to Miami. Texas A&M is a four-and-a-half point favorite in this game mm-hmm. on DraftKings. Um, they were late last night, early this morning. So uh, when I was looking up all this stuff, but who you think who you think's going to win in this game? I like A and M, and I tell you why because you said it before. I don't trust Miami to be honest. I also don't trust Texas A and M. You know, last year Texas A and M, you know, they didn't even win on the road against their what. Their four road games that they had, their true road games. Um, Miami has yet to really take down a quality opponent. You know, their only win over a quality opponent, quality opponent last year was Southern Miss. So this is a game that is big for both sides in terms of, hey, we're back on the map. You know, you, you get Texas AM to two and zero after what they suffered last year that's a that's a big win in my book so give me a and m four and a half i know it's at miami i've heard it all week but i just think texas a and m is the better team i think they got the better quarterback give me give me the points all right you know that's that's kind of where i am to be honest with you so miami I just don't trust them. I really don't trust them. Now, you can say the exact same thing about Texas A&M. However, Texas A&M has probably one of the better receiving cores in the country. Not the best, because there's some out west that are that that are probably the best. Um, Ohio State has the best wide receiver in the country with a, a very good one with them too. So. You know, there's some other programs that have, but but Texas A&M is is 
They probably have the best receiving core in the SEC. Name to watch. Evan Stewart, if you've now heard of him, you're going to know Saturday. He's one of the top receivers in the country. I'm telling you, they probably have the best receiving core in the SEC, and I'm including Kentucky in that, guys. So, But, you know, and I'm saying probably, but it's right up there. It's definitely right up there. Um, and you put that and the new quarterback with Bobby Petrino, and I just I got to take Texas A and M in this he game. Can make magic happen in the playbook, Bobby Petrino. Yeah, yeah I mean uh, Petrino's. I mean, as much as us Kentucky fans, you know, didn't want to like him. I mean, he he has proven that he knows offense and that he can score some points and win some games in the college football world. So I'm going to take Texas A and M in this and take the four and a half. Um, our next game that we're going to talk about is probably the biggest game of the week. Um, our next one we're going to talk about is Texas goes to Tuscaloosa, plays Alabama. Alabama is a seven and a half point favorite. And this is going to be the prime time game <laughs> on, uh, on Saturday. So, what do you think about this one, Hammonds? Man, you know, Saban finally, finally going to um, convince the I world right now. I want to say this, and I'm probably going to make a bunch of Texas fans mad, but Texas is in for a rude awakening come Saturday night. Um, Alabama's defense is really, really good. You know, they got Chris Braswell, um, the linebacker. He He's taking over for Will Anderson. They got Dallas Turner, um, Deontay Lawson. Um, they got Trasman Marshall. He was transferred from Georgia. Um, Kool-Aid McKentry, he's a first-round NFL talent. Kool-Aid. Um, they got Malachi Moore and Jalen Key in the secondary. This is probably the best Alabama secondary that they've had in quite a while. Yeah, last year everybody says, well, last year was bad. Yeah, they had some they had some games, but they're more experienced this year. And I think that's just going to come into play in this game. And I think Alabama will turn it up a notch in Tuscaloosa Saturday night. Because when the bright lights are on, what does Saban do? Most of the time he's there. He's delivered. Most, and most I got I got Alabama this weekend. And, and give me the seven and a half points. Okay, so I'm riding with the tide, baby. Uh, okay, I like Bama in the game at Tuscaloosa. I think that that Saban is on a mission this this year after missing the college football playoff last year. Um, I. I just – this Texas team is loaded, guys. They have a freshman running back that's five-star real deal. They have three five-star quarterbacks. I know you can only play one, and and Quinn Ewers is the, is the you know, guy that's going to be playing. But uh, they have a loaded wide receiver room. They have a defensive end that's fantastic. I mean, this Texas team 
might be the most talented Texas team, four- and five-star players that Texas has had in a long time. So you can't sleep on this Texas team. No. I do think Bama wins the game. And there is a part of me that wants to take Bama and the points at home. Man, I believe this is going to be a rough game. I really do. <laughs> yeah, it's, if you're a better, either, you know. I'm but, not sure which way. If I was betting on this game, if I was a real better, I'm pretty sure I would take – I would take – But see – Here's I'm pretty sure answer. I would take Texas to cover. The thing if I was a better, I think I'm going to take Texas to cover the last seven and a half. Alabama had 15 penalties in this game. Yeah. And you know Saban's going over that. There was a lot of undisciplined football last year for Alabama. And I think this is one of these, these years that Alabama is trying to go around that wagon and say, you know what, we're Alabama. We shouldn't be having years like we had last year. And I think they proved that this weekend. I think they take care of business. Well, and you're and you're probably gonna be right, but I'm gonna go different than you. I'm gonna take if I'm wrong, I will come I'm on. I'm gonna this take Bama to win the game. I just don't think they cover the seven and a half points. That's that's where I that's where I'm gonna stand on it. All right. So I'm taking Texas to hold it within seven and a half points. All right. The next one is Vanderbilt at Wake Forest. I can already tell you where I'm going with this. Um, you know, <laughs> we got we got SEC versus ACC last week. We didn't do very good with that. There's two more games this week. We already talked about Texas A&M at Miami. Now we got Vanderbilt at Wake Forest. So – we need some wins against the ACC. The SEC didn't look too strong last week against ranked teams. I'll be honest with you. The Commodores are going to have to rely on Jaden McGowan, you know, and Will Shepard. This Commodore offense cannot do it without those two. Um, and the biggest issue with this, you know, granted, yeah, Vanderbilt, they hung 35 on Hawaii and 47 on Alabama and AM, but they're going up against stiffer competition. Um, you know, Elon's what? Uh, FCS program, I think. Yeah. Or no, wait a minute, not Elon, but Alabama AM or they are Alabama they, AM, I think. Are they is. FBS or FCS? I can't remember, but I think so. You know, we have to see Vanderbilt improve defensively if if they're going to win this game. All right, here's a key stat for you. They have surrendered 247 yards per game through the air in four scores already. And guess who that – guess who against? All against Hawaii. Yeah. Which has improved. Um, I just don't think they're going to go to Wake Forest and win this game. They're just – it's not happening. Um, and I say that as with as much positivity as I can because – until Vanderbilt's defense gets any better, they're not going to win many games. They're going to get three, four scores every single night. 
teams are I mean, I will say this though, they don't have Sam Hartman this time around. They played they him last year. They don't. That's true. And they and they don't have Sam Hartman this time around. So um, you know, I'm still not convinced that this Wake Forest team is that great of a team, to They're be not honest. As good with you. as it was last year. No, but um, I don't think they'll have to be this weekend to beat Vanderbilt. And, and yeah. that's disrespect to Vanderbilt because Vanderbilt has improved, but their defense has not. Yeah. I mean, if Vandy can get the ball to their playmakers, the two guys you mentioned, and, the, you know, if they can get the ball in their hands and create some, some, some you know, stellar offensive plays, I think Vanderbilt can actually hang around in this game. I just don't see it. But I'll be I mean, honest with you. I'm kind of with you on it. At the end, with it being away, second half, I just got a feeling Wake Forest is going to pull away by two or three scores. Yeah, Vandy just ain't – they're not there yet, to be honest. And I'm going to take Wake Forest in the ten points in this game yeah, and kind of go with you on this one as well. Our next game, we got Utah is – at Baylor and Utah, another road team that is favored. That's the the theme this week is there is a bunch of road teams that are favored. At Baylor, seven and a half point favorite. What do you think on this game? Uh, you know, Baylor were they was twenty five point favorites against Texas State last week and got beat. They lost their QB, though. They lost Blake Shapin, yeah, yeah, due to a knee injury. Um, yep. They also lost their safety, Devin Lemire. Um, so, Baylor, to me, is clearly un- is an unproven team, especially after last year where they only won six games. Baylor, to me, they rely a lot on offense, but they're going up against one of the better – defensive units in the country in Utah. Even though the game is at Baylor, I still think Utah wins this game. You know, they're still a complete team, even with Cam rising out. You know, because you watched it last week. First play of the game, boom. Touchdown right right out of the gate. Yeah, I agree with you. So are you – and and what what makes this even better for Utah is when they do get Cam Rising back and they do get their tight end back, this team has the opportunity to go to a Pac-12 championship even without those guys. I think Baylor starts 0-2. I, I, I like this line. I just don't think Baylor's good enough right now. I think well, Baylor has his job's on the line, to be honest. I'll tell you what I think. So, this is the battle of backup quarterbacks, actually, because I seriously doubt that Cam Rising plays this again this week. Um, you know, they played on Thursday the week before last, so they do have a few extra days here, but I just don't see him playing. And Utah actually played a third-string quarterback and beat Florida, by the way. Mm-hmm. 24 to 11. Um, so Baylor's going to be. You want to know a key stat? Baylor's going to be with a backup quarterback. They they got beat by Texas State and TJ Finley, 
by the way. <laughs> that's who that's who is quarterbacking Texas State. Former TJ transfer. The former Auburn transfer and made him look like a darn Heisman guy. You want to know I what mean, he's at in the Utah Florida game? Utah held Florida to 13 rushing yards. And they have a very good running back room. A very decent running tandem, yes. They do. They have a very good running back room. So that's why I say give me Utah, give me Utah and the seven and a half points in this game. Yep. I just don't see after watching one week. I mean, we don't know everything about every team yet, but with Baylor being on their backup quarterback, um and making T.J. Finley look like a Heisman winner, um, give me Utah because Utah's physical. They're the one they're team very, in the Pac-12. They're very, they're very physical. They're the one team in the Pac-12 that plays physical football. Ask Florida. They found out. <laughs> yeah. All right. So our next one is Cincinnati goes to Pittsburgh. And for a change this week, the home team has a seven-point spread. Finally, right. I mean, most of these games, the 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 home team has been the dog. So, on this one, Pittsburgh is the favorite. So, what do you got on this one, John? Man, this Cincinnati team is really hard to judge, especially after you know last week. You really can't tell much about what they did because. They've whipped Eastern, you know what I mean? Um, you know, they have a good team. They just lost too many pieces. And I don't think they're going to be as strong as they was last year. Um, they was voted second to last in the Big 12 preseason poll. Um, Pittsburgh has a really good defense. They only allowed 126 total yards last week. That's pretty, that's pretty impressive. Um And they've returned most of their secondary. So I think the Bearcats are gonna are gonna struggle this game, I think. You know, they lost top three tacklers from last year. And they only squandered, I think, um three hundred and two total yards against Eastern Kentucky. Um well, what what it was, Eastern Kentucky had three hundred and two total yards. That's not real good considering when they're going into Big 12 play. So, give me Pittsburgh in the seven points. I think they covered this game. And plus, yeah. it's hard it, Plus, it's hard to win at Pittsburgh. It we, is. They they play really good ball at home, Pittsburgh do. does. It's a tough place to go in and play. The crowd is kind of right on the field. Um, they, have a, they have a pretty good home field advantage there. Tennessee well, found out last year, even though they, even though they lost. But it was a tough, but it was a tough game for him um, to go in there and do that um, at the beginning of the season last year. I just this this Cincinnati team actually surprised me a little bit in Week One. They put up sixty six points on Eastern, um, who Kentucky plays this week, by the way. So <laughs> it'll be interesting to see. This is one of the games that I'm interested to see exactly what happens because. They put up 66 points. And Cincinnati has former Florida, Arizona State, Emory Jones at quarterback. They have the former Florida quarterback, Emory Jones, and he played really well for them last yeah. week. 
He's just very um, unpro- he's very unproven. He ain't he ain't really had his opportunities. Yeah, and he's finally getting his chance at Cincinnati. Yeah, um, Pittsburgh. You know, they have uh, they have a great defense, and they they always put together a pretty good offense. So we'll yeah, see what they have. I think last year though it was. It was a struggle because the, the quarterback we'll play was Yeah, we'll see. But Slovis is gone. He's not there no more. Yeah. Am I thinking right? Was yeah, he there? He's yeah, he's gone. Um, yeah. They got Phil Jurovich. The, yeah. the yeah, they, they got Jurovich. Yeah. He, That's he's from Boston go. College. They're yeah, from Boston the last College. three years at Boston College, yeah. Yeah. But uh, so you know, we'll see. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. I'm going to I'm going to follow suit with what you said on this one. I think and take Pittsburgh. The next game we got we got Central Florida UFC or UCF UFC UC <laughs> UCF is a three and a half point favorite at Boise State. Um, Boise State got. Pretty much demolished by Washington last week, but it was in Washington. Playing at Boise State is a tough place to play most of the time. And Central Florida is going there and is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. So what do you think about this one? I like UFC this game, but there was a couple things last week. You know, they had Plumlee. He threw those two interceptions. He lost a fumble, um, three turnovers. They're not going to win you games on the road, especially against a team like Boise. And let's be fair, Boise State, I felt like, played a lot better than what was indicated last week, you know, against Washington. They moved the ball pretty well against Washington. It's just Washington is just really, really good. Michael Penix Jr. is a really good quarterback. They have weapons all over the field. It's it's hard to take that and – Two thousand yard receivers, yes, from last year, and, and, and it's it's not a knock on, you know, Boise State. They I thought they played very well. They moved the ball, like I said, you know, especially in the air. I think they'll score enough to cover, but I think UCF wins this game um, outright, and I just think they'll they'll win this game in the cover range. I think USC covers this game. I mean, okay. not USC, UCF. You got me confused now. <laughs> <laughs> I said UFC. It's getting, late. it's getting late, man. I don't know. Anyways, uh, so, you know, I want to take Boise State because they play really well at home. They do. But after last week and Blue seeing Field. Blue Field America. Is what we, what yeah, you know. Like it's a tough place to go in and play, and it's altitude, and like it's just a tough place to play. Um, three and a half. I'm probably gonna take Central Florida. Um, they have the offense, I think, to cover three and a half. If it was a seven or eight point spread, I don't know, but I am gonna take. UCF and the points at three and a half. The turnovers do concern me, though. The, you know, the, yeah. the two interceptions against the cupcake. 
you know, on a fumble, yeah, that ain't, ain't gonna fly against Boise State, right? No, it won't. Not not there anyway, for sure. Our next one is we got Wisconsin again, the away team as a six point favorite. We just talked about another one. I'm telling you, it's a theme this week at Washington State. And Wisconsin is a six-point favorite. Now, this Washington State team, most people probably don't know their quarterback, but he's good. What do you think, Hammonds? I, I like him. He he's probably one of the most underrated um, quarterbacks in the in the country. Um, Ward. Um, they got a really good receiver. Cameron Ward is Cameron his Ward. name. Yeah, they got a really good receiver. And Lincoln Victor, um, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, I think they held Colorado State to to three points by halftime. I just think their inability to run the football is going to hurt them in this game. And on the other side, that's what Wisconsin's bread and butter is. And I think Wisconsin wins this game. But I'll say this, I'm going to take Wisconsin in the six because I think this is a game that is up in the air. Either one can win. But I will say this, playing at Wazoo is one of the toughest environments in college football to to play at. They don't lose much. They don't lose many games there. So Wisconsin's going to have their hands full Saturday night. And if if I'm not mistaken, it's an actual primetime game at 730. Yeah. If I I read that correctly. Yeah. So you're taking Wisconsin – I'm taking Wisconsin. All right. So I'm going to be different in this one. The country probably does not know Cameron Ward. And I'm pretty sure that he had like 450 yards last week. Yeah. He had something quite a like that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I, I was looking. He was, he was on the list of like top five guys, yardage wise, passers. Um, of course, uh, Shadur Sanders threw for 510 and was the Broke leader. The record, yeah. Yeah, and was the leader, you know, in yardage last <laughs> week. But Cameron Ward was right up there. Um, and most people don't know him, but I'm telling you, this guy can play some football. And Washington listen, State. Listen to this. Listen to these quarterbacks. This is just in the Pac 12. Shadur Sanders at Colorado. You got Cameron Ward at Washington State. You got Caleb Williams at USC. And you got Michael Penix Jr. at Washington. And you got Bo Nix at Oregon. You got Bo Nix at Oregon. You got Cam Rising at Utah. You got Cam Rising at Utah. You got Jaden Rashada at Arizona State, the, the five star freshman. This you've might also, be one of the better. You've also got a five star freshman at UCLA. His name is Dante Moore. Um, and and he is is gonna be right up there. And he's That's what I'm saying. This, the Pac-12 might have the most underrated quarterbacks in the country. I, it's the I, I listen. I wrote an article this. this I wrote an article in the preseason called "Conference of Quarterbacks," and that was my preseason art, article for the Pac-12. That was my article. You can check it out, Stadium Rant. But anyway, <laughs> I'm going to take Washington State at home in this game. I'm going to take the upset here. Um. I think I think this is the one out of all the um, where the away team is favored. I think this is the one that has the best chance 
for the home team to pull the upset. I really do. Um, this Washington State team is really good, and I'm going to give them the chance here. I'm going to take Washington State to win over the Big Ten. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> He's going Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, come on, Jerry. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> All right. It's Auburn. Jerry's going Wisconsin. All right. I got you. I got you, Jerry Carter. <laughs> I see how it is. I got you on there. This kickoff is set for 1030. Has Auburn ever played a, a road game that late at night? No. Actually, this is only the second time, I think, that Auburn has played um, – a road game this early in the season, mm -hmm. like since 1991 or 92 or something You know, something I was like wrong that. about this. You know, last week I kind of went and, and picked North Texas. California steamrolled them. Yeah, they did. And, you know, they had – they racked up 669 total yards. They carried the ball 56 times. For and Samuel L. Jackson played pretty good. I mean, Sam Jackson played pretty good. He did. <laughs> uh, their sophomore quarterback, Ben Finley, he's a really good quarterback. Oh, man, this is tough. It's going to be a game. It's going to be a game to watch, like, to be honest with you. Um, Pac-12 after dark. I'm going to tell you, this place might not be sold out, but it's going to be jam-packed. There's going to be enough fans there to cause a problem for Auburn. Um, you know, but I doubt Auburn – Do they put Robbie game. Ashford in every time they get in the red zone at California? I don't know. They did last week. I'm going to say this. Justin Wilcox, his – his coaching is teetering on the, the on the brink. And he's going to want to prove himself on the national stage because and this, this, and this is a game that beating Auburn would be a, a big proof that he's a it'd decent be a big, It'd be a big change. But I just don't think California is going to win this game. I think Auburn is the better team. I think Auburn has a better running game. But I'll say this, I don't think they win comfortably. I think it comes down to the final position. So I'm going to take Auburn in the six and a half. God, this is going to be such a fun game to watch, man. <laughs> Pack 12 after dark, man. Yeah. So you're taking the six and a half, huh? I am. I think I just think Auburn has just enough to win this game. But that place I'm, is going I'm to not be... going to pick against Auburn. Like, I really feel like Auburn should go out there and win this game. However, this Pac-12, even though they're disappearing apparently at the end of this year, this Pac-12 is, I believe, and I've been saying this since the preseason, John will back me up that I've been saying this, I believe this Pac-12 is the best we've seen in like 10 years. It is, I think. In, in the Pac-12. 
Um, like I want to pick Auburn. And it's a shame. And it's a shame when the Pac-12 is so good that they're going away now because they're oh. finally back to where they should should have been. And we we mentioned that all these quarterbacks a while ago when we were talking about Washington State. Mm-hmm. California brought in TCU a backup quarterback, and this is who I was joking about a minute ago. His name is Sam Jackson. He's a sophomore, and he is starting. <laughs> he is starting at California, and John's laughing because I've, I've been making Samuel L. Jackson jokes because his name is Sam Jackson. They they but, did. I think they started Ben Finley last week, but but Sam Jackson plays. Play what again? Yeah, <laughs> I think Sam played for him last week, but I think Finley started the game for him. I think I left out a word. <laughs> I will say this: Jay Knott, the running back for California, is a really good running back. This should be a fun game between the tackles. Um, both of them's got a decent running game. Um, I want, like I said, I want to pick Auburn in this game to win comfortably. But I just don't see it happening. I just think it'll be too close. Jerry, the Pac-12 did win every single game last week. They went 13 and 0 because USC played twice, um, just like Vanderbilt played twice in the SEC. So they went 13 and 0. I just thought I would throw that up there. I seen where you asked the question. Um, Do we have another one? No, this one's this one's the last one, but okay. I've, we've got the uh, upset and the lock picks. But okay. so I'm going to take as much as I've been bragging about bragging about them and everything. I think it's going to be a tough environment for Auburn, but I'm going to give them at least a touchdown win, which would cover the six and a half. But I think this is going to be a whole lot closer than what Auburn fans would like for it to be. It's going to be. It's going to be. It's going. They're going to be on pins and needles to the fourth quarter. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a whole lot closer than what Auburn fans would like for it to be. That's my that's upset. Just, I guess since we're going to go into the upset, um, hang on a minute. Let me get it oh, up on the screen real quick. I was trying to get Jerry's. I had put Jerry's question up, and I forgot to take it off. All right, so each week we go through and we do upset of the week and we do a lock of the week. And I want to put up a couple of things. So last week, all three of us missed our upset of the week, and that's me, John, and Taylor. Um, So none of us got the upset of the week right. John has the one-game lead on our picks, 6-5-5-6. but none of us got the upset of the week right, just just so you know. So go ahead, John. What's your upset of the week? My upset of the week? Oh, boy. I know I picked – no, let's see. I'm going to go Tulane. I know mine. I'm going to go Tulane over Ole Miss. I think that's my upset pick of the week. I okay. think I think Ole Miss, or uh, Tulane gets it done this weekend. All right, Tulane over Ole Miss. And okay. my lock of the week, I'll just hang on, just, hang uh, on. 
Let me I go. Thought doing, I thought we was doing it together. Sorry. No, hang on. So my my upset of the week this week, I just picked Washington State over Wisconsin, so we could take that one. But I'm going to give you another one that I was looking at, and you know this one when when you're looking at the at the spreads and stuff on DraftKings. This is one of them that when I was looking it over, I was like, man, that can't be right. Like, I just, I don't even see how that could be right, to be honest with you. So my upset of the week is UConn, actually. I'm going to pick UConn. This UConn team is a lot better than people give them credit for, you know, NC State played them last week, and they played the game pretty tight within a couple of scores for for most of the game. I think Mm -hmm. NC State wound up winning it by like 17 or something there towards the end. Um, But they're playing, and let me get this right. I had it up, and they're playing Georgia State, not Georgia, Georgia State on the road, and they're three-point underdogs. Mm-hmm. I don't At like Georgia, that. Huh? I don't like that. They're three-point underdogs. So my upset pick of the week is UConn over Georgia State. That's my upset pick of the week. All right, then we're going to go to lock of the week. Now, mm. lock of the week is lock of the week is the one where we pick this and we think this is the one thing that for sure is going to come in. It's going to happen. So last week, John Taylor and myself all picked our lock of the week, and mine was the only one that was a winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Chicken dinner, yeah. <laughs> Just so y'all know, I am 1-0 on the lock of the week. So last week I picked Rutgers, who was a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home over Northwestern, to cover that spread, and they did. They actually beat them 24-7. to um, so it was a comfortable lock pick win, and that was my pick. So, Hammonds, who do you have as a lock this week for you? I was going over my um, uh, spreads. I, I'm going to go to a Sun Belt game. Okay. My lock of the my lock of the week is Jacksonville State. Over Coastal Carolina, they're fourteen point dogs. So that would mean that Jacksonville State would have to cover that spread. No, no, Coastal Carolina's got to cover the spread. I think Coastal Carolina covers the spread, but I think Jacksonville State wins it outright. 
All right. Well, mine is this. Well, okay. Let me let me do it this way. Um, just do like I did earlier. Lock it up, tie it up, put Saban on the top top bench. <laughs> Alabama wins it, covers going away. And you're and you're gonna put them as a lock to cover. All right, lock of the week. Okay, that's your lock of the week. All I'll right, just go with that one then. Since, but I, that's a game. The Jacksonville State game is a game to watch because Jacksonville State's really good. They are. I will give you that. They are. They are really good. But lock it in, Saban. I'm counting on you Saturday night, brother. All right, I'm gonna give you mine here real quick. So, Kansas State plays Troy this weekend at home. Kansas State is ranked. They're about 16th or something like that in the AP poll. All right. Troy is coached by John Sumrall. I really like John Sumrall, ex-Kentucky guy. He's down there making a name for himself. Um, Troy went to a major bowl last year, was one of only three teams um, that had 11-plus wins that was group of five um, last year. They won the conference. They are back to try to do that again. Now, my lock of the week is this. First of all, I want you to remember this name, Kimani Vidal. Vidal. I'm not sure how he pronounces it. He's Troy's running back. Last week he had 200 and 48 yards rushing on 25 carries. He averaged 9.9 yards per carry in the game on 25 carries. Okay? Remember this name, Kamani Vidal. I'm not picking Troy to win. Troy is a 17-point dog at Kansas State. My lock of the week is I'm taking Troy plus 17 points. That's my lock of the week. And this one, I'm actually sticking my neck out just a little bit. USC is my lock over Stanford, Jerry says. Yeah, Stanford's not not real good. Yeah, and I think that spreads like 38 or something like that. That's probably a good one. That's if, probably, you're, if you're going to watch that one after dark, you might ought to work. No, I'm just mean it's a good one to pick for a lock. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's a good one to pick for a lock. I'm going out on the limb on this one because most people's going to think Kansas State's going to destroy Troy. But 17 points is the spread – I'm taking Troy plus 17. So all they got to do is hold it 17 or under. Temple over Rutgers is my upset, says Jerry. 
All right, guys. That's going to wrap up our show. We apologize for having some technical difficulties. I we think got I'm, some big. We got some big news for Thursday night, though. I think I'm Make just sure. going to uh, do this on my old computer. Apparently, mm-hmm. it runs way better, and I don't have to worry about things. So, um, we'll, we'll just uh, continue our show here on my older computer, and that way things will run a little better. Our next show is going to be Sunday. It's our College Sportscast Weekend Wrap-Up Show. All these games, plus the big games of the weekends, the comebacks. Um, you know, and we get and we get NFL the, Sunday too. The and upsets. Actually, actually, it's tonight. We'll, but. we'll talk. We'll talk about some upsets, and we'll do some of that stuff all over the weekend, and all the big stuff that happens. The news cycles. You know, like last week, you had Colorado and Travis Hunter and. And, and all of them, you know, that, to talk about on Sunday. So we will do all that on our College Sportscast wrap-up show on Sunday at 3, three o'clock, that should say, instead of 8 p.m. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't realize, didn't see that. We On Sunday, we're in the afternoon at 3 p.m., not 8. We are College Sportscasts. We are def- on part of the the fanboys we're on let's talk sports we're on sideline sports next week the real fresh panel and tv i will say this um next week we will have jake crane if you've ever watched crane and company um in the college football world on social media we'll have it We'll have him on our show before game day pick him. He's only going to be with us for about 20 minutes, um, 20, 25 minutes, something like that. And he will be on with us uh, as part of the show before game day pick ems I think think what we're going to do is just basically going to go through and say what his big surprise is this early in the year and who who he thinks is probably coaching. We're super excited to have J-Boy on with us. Jay Boy, if you guys know that name, um, Jake Crane, we're super excited to have him on with us next Thursday. So that'll give you guys something to look forward to. Um, tune in. We're going to try to have some fun this season. I got to work out a few kinks. Hopefully, this is one thing that kind of hey, helps with that tonight. College basketball will be here for you, my man. <laughs> we'll be it's, right just, it's just two months away. I know it. So, and that's where it gets interesting because Brad gets confused. We start talking about football, then all of a sudden basketball gets in the way, man, and it's like, whoa, <laughs> calm down a minute. Because there's so then, many games then, in basketball compared. Then to we football. have to try to fit some both some of both in. So yeah, it gets for a couple of months here, we're basically just football, but. Yeah. Once basketball starts, hey, we'll, we'll fit in America, a little America, bit. Both. America's team plays Sunday night. If y'all want to watch them on Sunday night football, I don't, I don't even know who that is. So I'm not. <laughs> it's the Cowboys, man. Come that's, on, now. that's not America's team. <laughs> that's not America's team. I'm sorry, but anyways, um, Detroit and and. Uh, Kansas City opened up tonight, so we've got to see what that is in the NFL. But looks like Detroit is about to upset the Chiefs at Kansas City. 
that's going to be that's going well. And they're actually with it without Travis Kelsey, so they are. I mean, that, that's a big loss. So yeah. All right, guys, we will see you on Sunday at three o'clock for our weekend wrap-up show. Y'all have a good night and enjoy some football this weekend. I know I am. Got some good games to watch. And watch America's team, baby. I'll end it with this. The Cats better win. <laughs> hey, nobody watched the Packers. They don't exist anymore. <laughs> They're going to beat y'all's ass. <laughs> they do every year. Oh, oh, my goodness. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have a little fun every now and then.